Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 minutes a day, but that gets us into God's Word every single day. And the shortness of that study allows us to work it into our busy schedule so we can be in God's Word every day. And that's important because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So being in these short studies helps us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith. We encourage you always to share these short studies with everybody you can through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody strengthen their faith. You may help somebody come to God. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them. But it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing these short studies today and everybody, every day with everybody you can. We're going to begin a new line of thought and study today, and we're going to be talking about something that a whole lot of people don't want to think about, and that's Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Well, we're going to talk about some questions of Judgment Day. These are said to, or at least have been said, to be the seven hardest exams that, we, that a person can go through, at least in this country and in other places as well. The seven hardest exams. <laughs> I used to think those were the math exams or maybe the physics exams when I was in high school. But uh, CPA, Certified Public Accountant, less than 40% passed the CPA exam to become a, certifi- a Certified Public Accountant the first time. Now, that might give you pause for thought as to whether, who should I go any farther than this? If 60% or more than 60% fail the exam in the first try, well, really, we ought to just stick to it and keep on going. 75% fail the Cisco Certified Internet Working Expert Exam for certification in the IT industry. Think about that. 75% fail. SAT, well, that's the scholastic aptitude test that high school juniors and seniors take in order to qualify for college. It is aced by only zero, I'm sorry, point zero 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 two percent of students. Challenging test, long as well. The Oxford Prize Fellowship to enter All Souls College in Oxford an elite school within distinguished Oxford University in the United Kingdom, one must pass the prize fellowship exam. In its most challenging section, students are given a single word and have three hours to produce an essay. That thought could be challenging in itself. What about the California bar exam? The exam to become a lawyer is difficult in any state. 40% fail nationally but only 48% pass the California bar exam. Now, that means 52% fail that particular bar exam in that particular state. The United States Medical Licensing Examination is a test for MDs that they must pass in order to practice medicine. Now, think about that. After going through all of those years of pre-med and then med school and then 
all of the on-the-job training time that those doctors-to-be must go through, and then they've got to pass that test in order to practice medicine. The National Football League Scouting Combine, we might think, what? Well, again, this is said to be one of the most difficult of all tests or all exams that a person can face in this country and elsewhere. The National Football League Scouting Combine is made up of a 40-yard dash, a 225-pound bench press, vertical jump, broad jump, three-cone drill, and shuttle run. Passing requires a rare combination of strength and agility. So it's not just being strong enough to press 225 pounds of the bench press or being fast enough to, to uh, run a 40-yard dash in the prescribed and required time, but all of these other factors must come into play as well. Interesting. Well, we could probably talk about other exams that would be particularly challenging for certain individuals. But there is another final exam that everyone will face. Now, these others, nobody who is not applying to college will have to take the SAT exam. Nobody who is applying to become a certified public accountant has to worry about the CPA exam. Uh, Nobody who is not trying to qualify professionally as an IT expert has to take that particular Cisco certified internet working expert exam. And the Certainly, if you have not gone through all of those years of pre-med and then med and all of the on-the-job training and practicing uh, time to become a doctor, you don't have to worry about taking the medical exam. But there is one exam that everybody will take, and there's no question about it. There's no opting out of it. There's no saying, well, you know, that's not my particular interest. That's a field that I'm not really uh, particularly interested in qualifying for. No, no. Everybody will have to take this exam, and that's the Judgment Day. The Judgment Day is real. It's not something we can walk around or bypass or not pay attention to or just say, well, what does it matter? If I pass, I pass. If I fail, I fail. Nobody wants, will want to fail this test, this exam on the Judgment Day. The Apostle Paul wrote this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10. And we've referred to this particular passage of Scripture many times in our today's Bible class series. He said, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive, I believe another translation says, give account, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Now, catch that word, all. That is all-inclusive, non-exclusive, and it's we. It's not just somebody qualifying for or trying to qualify, trying to study for a particular line of discipline or field of expertise. All of us, every human being, must appear before the judgment seat of Christ and give account of the things done in the body, whether good or bad. No skipping that exam. We're all going to have to take part in it. Well, it's interesting. There are a couple of parables that Jesus used that talk about in rather illustrative terms 
that judgment day, that final day of judgment, when he will come again to call all mankind to give account for the things done as they've lived in their physical lives upon this earth. Every one of us will face that final exam. I know, having gone through uh, many years of grammar school, high school, college, and thankfully I didn't have to take final exams in doing some graduate work, but I, I understood final exam, what that meant. That was a big deal. And so do students today understand that very principle, final exam. You're going to be examined over all of the material that you have been taught, that you have tried to take in during this particular course of study. It's a big day. It's a big exam. And there's a whole lot of tension and apprehension on the part of a whole lot of students when it comes closer and closer and closer to that final exam. But that holds no water to the final day of judgment. And when we will be examined by our Lord and Savior as to how we have lived our lives responsibly or irresponsibly toward him and toward God during our physical existence upon this earth. Well, in Luke chapter 19, verses 11 through 13, there is one particular parable that our Lord used to teach about that final day of judgment. And Luke chapter 19, verses 11 through 13, it's interesting that uh, in that particular text, they're talking about wise and faithful servants or wise and faithful uh, sort of business associates or under associates that were given sums of money by their, what could we say, their master, their boss, their supervisor. Interesting. And we need to understand the principle being taught in these particular parables. When we look at Luke chapter 19, we begin reading with verse 11. Notice what our Lord says in introducing this particular parable. Luke 19, and we want to look at verse 11. And here... We read, as they heard these things, he spoke another parable because he was near Jerusalem and because they thought the kingdom of God would appear immediately. Therefore, he said, that is, Jesus said, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. Now, of course, this is a parable. It's a story, the principle of which can be applied to illustrate what Jesus is really trying to get across as fact. So this is a, a story. It could have happened. It may not have happened. It simply might have been a story that Jesus used by way of illustration, talking about him being the nobleman who would go off into a far country. He'd go back to heaven, and then he would receive for himself a kingdom, and he would return. Well, the kingdom is the church. He will come back to call the faithful to eternal life with him in heaven, but to judge all of mankind. Now, in verse 13, 
he called ten of his servants to do of his servants delivered to them ten minas, and that would be sums of money, and said to them, "Do business till I come. Do business till I come." Interesting, interesting statement. Well, do business. In other words, they were to take the sums of money that is ma- that their master left for them, and they were to do business with those sums of money. They were to put them to use. And when the master would come back, he would call them to account as to how they performed their tasks, how they lived up to their responsibilities. Jesus will come back into this world, and he will call us to give account as to how we have lived up to our responsibilities as souls or as human beings with souls created in the image of God. Now, we'll look at another one of those parables next time, and we'll go a little bit further talking about questions of Judgment Day. Let's pray. Father, help us to realize that we are going to be held accountable, responsible for the way we live our lives in this physical existence. Help us, Father, to recognize that and to take it seriously and to strive to the best of our ability and to pray to you for the strength where we come short, come up weak, to live in the ways that you want us to live, Father, because those are the best ways that a person can live with the greatest hope and expectation, and that's an eternal home with you in heaven. Please guide us in this, Father, and help people all over the world see this need in their lives individually. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.